Hi, I'm Darcy. And I'm Kelly. And thanks for joining us for... And, and Another, Another Thing. Thing. Where we talk about current events. Pop culture. Things we love. Things we don't. All slathered in gobs of laughter. And all the feels. So grab a drink, sit down, and join us for... And, and Another, Another Thing, Thing with Darcy and, and Kelly. The Podcast. Greetings, thingies. This is Darcy. And this is Kelly. Hello. Today's episode is called Men Behaving, Behaving Badly. Badly. Except for Except one. Except for one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're going to start with the except for one. With the good guy. The good guy. Our dearly departed Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. I don't know about any of you, but my, first of all, my father was a huge parrot head. So, like, I remember all of our family road trips, that's what our song list was, you know, and oh. I think probably on an eight track. So I think <laughs> I even remembered where the kachunks came in when, the, when it switched <laughs> over. So I'd be like, uh, yeah. we've been away in Margaret. <laughs> Oh, kids these days have no idea what they're missing. I know. And then, <laughs> then when I was uh, dating an ex of mine, he and I, when we'd go on road trips, we'd, we'd do big time Jimmy Buffett songs. So um, I actually texted him and said, hey, I just thought of you because of it. So hmm. that was good. So, um, yes, rest in peace, Jimmy Buffett. But this is a PSA. He died at 77, which mm-hmm. is not that old, especially now that I'm 57. It seems very young to mm-hmm. me. Of skin cancer. Skin cancer. Get your skin checked. Wear sunscreen. Yep. I think it's poetic, though, that he died from the on sun. September 1st. Yeah. As summer was coming out, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it's like you got to be careful these days, you guys. You can't just be on a boat all the time and not take care of your skin exactly and i know people who are very close to me <clears throat> my brothers who are not listening to this anyway <laughs> one is religious about sunscreen and the other is not mm-hmm. so the one who is not please use sunscreen <laughs> and i'm not and i should be but i'm also in i'm not an outdoor girl yeah but i'll forget when i, I went to a ball game a football game a few weeks ago to support my nieces as they cheered and the sun was blazing in her faces and i was like I really wish I'd thought to... I just don't think about it. See, my everyday moisturizer, even though Mm. I'm indoors most of the time, has Has it in there? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. But But anyway... um, Yeah, so get your... Go to the derm. Get your skin checked. Rest in peace, Jimmy. Yes, thank you for the music. I wasn't a big fan, but he seemed to be... Everything I read about him when he passed was about how he just good a human he, he was, walked and just walk. full of joy and love and peace. And, and you could just tell from his songs. And um, yeah. you are certainly going to be missed, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, so let's go from a good Jimmy to this is kind of heartbreaking to me. Totally, yeah. To who we just found out is not such a good Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy Fallon. No, I'm so disappointed by this. Me too. It's workplace ick, and. In my research for this, it's not just his fault. Apparently, they can't keep an executive producer to save their lives. Right. The turnover is crazy. The turnover is crazy. And everybody they hire seems to be toxic as hell. Well, isn't that kind of what they said about Ellen, too? Is it wasn't yeah. just her. It was yeah. the, the culture. Yeah. 
and that and that was heartbreaking to me too the whole yes. Ellen thing because I was totally. a huge Ellen fan we too. love these people because they seem like such good folks and yep. loving folks and they do well, good things in the world and, and especially and Jimmy Fallon I know I'm like how is he here's the thing and apparently so his talented. behavior is erratic. really erratic and inconsistent and he has hissy fits and they say there's you know, good Jimmy days and bad Jimmy days, and yep. which we all have. But here's the thing it all goes back to, and I, as a comedian, I believe this. Really, really funny people are also really, really tortured people. Damaged people. <laughs> Angry people sometimes, you know? And so, yeah, that that's going to come out somewhere. But like they said that... He always staffers, just seemed like such a teddy bear to me. I know, and I'm like, he gets to... He gets paid to be an eight-year-old every night. You know what I mean? That's have, literally what his job is. And have fun. You know, and have and so much fun. And it's just, it blows my mind. He doesn't seem like a person who would even get angry. He seems so affable. But apparently, the staff members uh, say that they would go into the guest rooms and those cry. were the crying rooms. Right. Some of them um, were, had suicidal ideation some of them were like losing their hair and their nail beds were weakening because they were so stressed out about yeah, working there. Yeah, and they there. said the joke was, I'm gonna kill, like yeah. everybody's, you gonna kill yourself today? I'm gonna kill myself today. Right, it You're became like a running that. joke. And they, and here's the thing too, it's like most of my research came from a Rolling Stone article that came out about it. And they contacted more than 50 employees, past and present, that's a lot of people where most of them praised his talent and gifts, but wouldn't speak on record. Nobody was named in this article. Right, because they were afraid of retribution. Yep. In the industry. And this is how it almost sounded like 80 people, but I guess they first reached out to, to Fallon and NBC's reps first, and then an additional 30 people that were staff members. And nobody from Fallon's team would speak on it at all. Yeah. Nobody went on record. I mean, his team, nobody defended it. Yep. Nobody talked about it. Yep. And then this is one that got me. There was one of the executive producers, uh, showrunners, Jamie Granite Betterman, a young lady. When I looked her up, I expected her to be much older. She looks fairly young. She didn't even look maybe 30. But apparently the minute she was hired, she started bullying the staff. And she'd say things to like uh, the black people on staff, like, what's going on with your hair? Or she'd be at the craft services, and would say, oh, so we're just eating a lot today and not caring what we look like. <gasps> <laughs> oh, my. And a staffer that she said some of these things to reached out to Human Resources. Yeah, I read that part. And the thing is, they reached out, and then the next thing they knew, this showrunner, Granite Betterman, placed this person on a performance improvement plan, which is the step before disciplinary action, which could include termination. Right. This person had never been written up for having a bad performance. She had no idea, or he or she, I don't even know which gender they were, had no idea that they were disappointed that their performance was unsatisfactory. Because they complained about her. And that's the thing. It got worse, though. So they're on this performance and improvement plan. And another thing. If you're new here, drink when you hear the bell, whatever beverage you choose to drink. She, this person, I keep saying she, I don't know why, but this person they? decides to finally, they finally decides to leave the job. And at their exit interview, the showrunner shows up, which is unheard of in any it's corporation. so unethical. And they were like, 
uh, it felt like it was uh, retaliatory, retaliatory and a threat, basically. You know, they didn't feel comfortable in their exit interview saying what actually went on, you know? Well, and the thing is, is in a lot of industries, but especially in the entertainment industry, if you're not familiar with it, mm-hmm. one showrunner can make it so you do not work in the yeah. industry ever again. Yeah. If you and it a- is a high, it's a super pressure cooker job. You know, this sure. is every single night. But it's it's hard work. People who want to make fun of Hollywood people and how lazy they are have, have never been on a television or film set because right. it is hard ass right. work. And I remember one time my mom, um, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but my mom went with me on a fitting mm-hmm. and it was long. I mean, I had to wait and, and I was getting paid for it because mm-hmm. SAG, you get paid for fittings. Right. And my mom said, that's ridiculous. I can't believe they're paying you to go get your measurements taken. And it took like three and a half hours and we got in the car and she said, now I know why they pay you for that. Oh my God, I'm sorry I even said anything. Yeah, it's it's hard work, but if you have people who are doing it joylessly and just get off on the power, and I don't like, I'm like, what is Jimmy's problem? Apparently he apologized for it later. I didn't read the apology. When this story broke, he apologized. Oh, I have not. Yeah, I, I'm, we, we, if. We'll find it and yeah, put it we'll on our page. Yeah, we'll find it and put it on our page. But, but yeah, no, this is I didn't really upsetting. any rebuttal from him yeah. at all when I read this and mm-hmm. researched for the show. Yeah. At the time of taping, yeah. I did not read any rebuttal. There was a link. I just didn't get to it because I was hurrying. But anyway, um, he did apparently apologize, but. I'm just like, you know, and and there's some questions about his use of alcohol and that there was times where he was in rehearsal and he'd cross out notes and then look at the paper like he had forgotten he'd crossed out a joke or, yeah, was stumbling through things. So, yeah, and they said, um, many people said it was like also a running joke. They're good Jimmy days and bad Jimmy days. And if you're, if it's a bad Jimmy day, your whole day is fucked. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, oh my gosh, Jimmy Fallon. Get it together, man. Yeah, we love please. you. We love you, dude. And if it's just, you know, you got to go to um, one of those, uh, he's going for six weeks to rest in a therapeutic. <laughs> right. Well, they're all off. All the late night people are off because of the writer's strike right exactly. now. And there's Take five late night to- people who are doing him and Colbert and I think Seth Meyers, the, the big five people, are all doing a podcast right now where the proceeds all go to pay f- pay the salaries of their out-of-work staffers. So I'm like, well, I, I'm of the opinion that almost nobody, I say almost because there's one certain individual who I think is a sociopath who does not fall, excuse me as I burp my soda, into this category, I think Nobody is 100% villain. Nobody is 100% awful. Agreed. Even the worst people have their moments of goodness. And I refuse to believe that Jimmy is just a bad person. I think he's just behaving badly right now. Well, and honestly, I don't think he's that good of an actor. Yeah. I mean, he's an actor. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, he's not not Laurence Olivier. And I think that... There's a part of him that has to be that teddy bear, Jimmy Fallon. But, mm-hmm. man, you know, these people who get these jobs and it's like, this is my dream job. Mm-hmm. All I've ever wanted is to work in late night television. And for Jimmy Fallon, it's the greatest guy. And for them to have suicide yeah. ideation from their job. From their job. I, I've had a job that's been so stressful that I just didn't want to wake up in the mornings. I've had that experience. And yeah, I mean, and it, it wasn't it, my dream job. It, so I can't imagine how it, 
Def, I mean, heartbreaking it, it, it must definitely be. definitely happens. And, yeah. you know, come on. Unless and the I, buck stops with him. You know what? He is the boss boss. And NBC, is apparently that's a thing, too. Some of these staff members said NBC is aware of what's going on and they're not doing anything about it. Well, if they reported it to HR and it's on record, then yep. that's that yep. goes way higher. Mm-hmm. Speaking of going way higher. Yes. Oh, Jimmy Fallon, um, please get your shit together. Yes, please. Um, okay, we have one more Jim in the Jim Quartet uh, trio. Trio. The trio of, yes, trio of, of Jimmy's. Yes. Oh, my God. Jim Jordan got his ass handed to him. <laughs> By the Fulton County, Georgia District Attorney, Ms. Fonnie Willis who is the one who has brought the charges of... Um, the RICO charges. The RICO charges against Trump and the 18 people that yeah. are charged with him. Apparently, Jim Jordan sent a letter to her demanding... All of... Not even requesting, but demanding... Demanding all of the records. Every record involved in this entire case. And the thing is, <laughs> she wrote back... Oh my god. A nine-page letter. It is a thing of beauty. It seriously is. It's like she handed him his stupid little wrestling coach ass from way up high on her lawyering mountain. One of the tweets I read said that Fonny shoved Jim Jordan in a locker. (laughs) Drink! That's amazing. She totally did. And I wrote down a few things that she said to him. And Where did I put so it in my well notes written. here? It was so beautifully Ugh. written and so yep. barbed filled, but mm-hmm. elegant. But elegant. Yeah. And never and never tasteless. That's the thing. She's like she handed him his ass in the most elegant way he'd possibly. My could. dad always used to uh, people actually people used to say about my dad. He could tell somebody to fuck off and they would thank him because <laughs> he was so for it. eloquent about it. Yes. Let's read. A, I want to read a few things yes, that she please, said. Because I didn't write some delicious. of the quotes, but I. I yes. gobbled them up when I read about it. So I guess the reason Jim wrote her this demand for records is because he's the House Judiciary Chair, if you're not aware. Um, and so Willis wrote several things like that. His request in her nine page response to him, that his request was, quote, offensive to any notion of separation of powers that recognizes the distinct roles of the executive and legislative functions of government. Nice. Telling him, you, Senator, don't even understand how your own government works. In the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we're getting there. Oh. And that his attempt to invoke, quote, congressional authority is a flagrant violation of the Constitution. Okay. I knew the Constitution came mm-hmm. in there somewhere. And here's why because this is what kills me about this is that you know republicans are all about states rights and all that nonsense right and small government small government all that stuff she says another quote there's absolutely no support for congress purporting to second guess or somehow supervise an ongoing Georgia criminal investigation and prosecution. That violation of Georgia's sovereignty is offensive and will not stand. Yes! She is not playing. She is not playing. I got more. I've got a few. Sorry, because oh, they're good, so good. good that no, I just it was. Had to it be like, was delicious. Yes, and that it shows his, quote, 
total ignorance of <laughs> Georgia's racketeering statute and the basics of criminal conspiracy law. Oh my gosh, I love it, I love it. And, quote, this is my second favorite, my, I saved the best for last, Quote, those who wish to avoid felony charges in Fulton County, so Georgia, good. should not commit felonies Felonic. in Fulton County, Georgia. That one, I was like howling when I read that. Yes, I was just like, too. you go, girl. But this last one is kind of my favorite because this is the gem. Is, is so clearly the, tells him what a dumbass, uneducated freak show he is. Is ass even bellworthy? Sure, because we drink. That's what we do. Um, quote, for a more thorough understanding of Georgia's RICO statute, this is so good, you guys. I encourage you to read RICO state by state. As a non-member of the bar, you can purchase a copy for two hundred and forty-nine dollars. <laughs> Just get that dig in there. You're not a lawyer. I'm a lawyer, mother trucker. I was just like, yes, ma'am. Oh my gosh! Only could have yes, been better if she added a link to where to buy it. Yep. Only oh could have been gosh. better if she had said it on a camera on television on national news. Bonnie like, Willis, sit down, Jim Jordan. You have no idea. It just—that's the thing that just gets me. It's like states' rights, states' rights. It should be left up to the states, unless it doesn't suit our narrative. And we're just going to tell you because I'm a member of Congress and I think I have all the power. I'm going to tell you, little Georgia lady. Right. You know, and that's then, of course, just rampant racism through that whole thing that it's he thinks he has the right to do it. Sexist. Totally. Just I just can't. I just can't with Jim Jordan. He needs to be stopped. Yep. He is insane. Yep. And, you know, George Clooney's making a documentary about the horrible things that went on at uh, the Ohio what 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 university was it Ohio State where the wrestling um, coaches and knew yeah the wrestling coaches knew that there was abuse going on yeah. with the wrestlers and he knew about it he was there at the time so I just can't wait for this documentary to come out because I really hope it, it I really hope it slams him and ruins his career because he's a horrible person he's not a okay. person but anyway we have done <laughs> with the trio of Jimmy's done with the trio of Jimmy's okay let's move on to. <sighs> This one, I'm glad it happened. I'm so glad it happened. It's a long time coming, a super long time coming. Mm -hmm. Danny Masterson was uh, convicted and sentenced to 30 years. But let's remind the people, in case you don't remember his name, Danny Masterson is from that 70s show and also went on to be on the Netflix show The Ranch with Ashton Kutcher. With Ashton Ashton Kutcher, Kutcher. correct. And Sam... Elliot, Elliot was in that. Who we say is... Who we love. We yeah. love him. But just FYI, when these allegations came out, he was he was uh, arrested and tried for raping two women. And when the allegations came out and he was arrested, he was dumped from that show in a hot second. In a hot second. second. Yep. Yeah. Faster anyway, than Big from Sex in the City. Yeah. And the Equalizer. <laughs> everything. He was dumped from everything. <laughs> everything. So anyway, he went through trial and they finally sentenced him and he is sentenced to 30 years to life for rape. And uh, his, I just wrote down notes from, this was also very much Scientology is involved. I was just going to say, I have a bunch to say about the whole Scientology angle, but you go ahead. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a little bit. I just wanted to, I guess I knew about the, the allegations in the trial and stuff like that. 
but I hadn't really dug into any of the details. So two of the victims, you know, made statements at his sentencing. And one... Who are both Scientologists, by the way. They weren't Scientologists at the time. They have left the church now. They have church. One of them... I know, right. Some of the details were that he was in... That came out during trial was that he dragged one victim by her hair. Yep. And sodomized another. Yep. There's evidence that they were drugged. They were drugged. So, like, this wasn't a he he said, she said situation. Like, it got... This guy was violently raping women. Yeah. Like, I had sex with him, but then I regretted it the next day. This is not that. I thought she consented. It was consensual. You know, those lines can get blurred. I can understand where people get confused or whatever, but that's not. Even a girl he was dating at the time, which this actually got thrown out, he drugged her and raped her in her sleep because... What the hell? What? Well, and... It's a power thing. It's not a sex thing. They say that about rape, and that's why they say if you... If you castrate them, rapists are still going to rape with something yeah, else because it's not else. a sexual crime; it's a violent crime. Yeah. But um, hold, pin that. Pin that. Um, and this woman who was also in Scientology, she was dating him during the time of the '70s show. He drugged her as his girlfriend and raped her in her sleep. Um, that got thrown out. Who knows why? The judge probably was like, well, you're his girlfriend. Probably. probably I don't know. That would be hard to prove. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But she, well, go ahead because I will tell you what she said on Instagram after. So go ahead. Okay. So this is Jane Doe number two. So the, the ladies that gave statements in the sentencing, was they were calling them Jane Doe number one and Jane number two. And I wrote down one of what Jane Doe number two said, quote, you relish in hurting women. It is your addiction. It is without question your favorite thing to do. <sighs> That's that just pure. Yeah, I my just, stomach. And I just got goosebumps. It's mm-hmm. pure evil. To know that you're dealing with a person that that's their hobby. So a couple things in Scientology, you are not allowed to come out and press charges against another Scientologist supposedly well hold that pin let me add to that okay in that mike rinder who is the guy who left the church and does all the documentaries right. leah remini he said these are his words from what i just typed on nightline about this there is a sense within scientology that it is not only better to keep things internal it is tantamount to assigning someone to hell to turn them over to law enforcement and the court system however Scientology, of course, they reached out to get a statement. They're like, there's absolutely, sorry, coughing. (coughs) Nothing in the rules that say that. Absolutely nothing. They said there's not one scintilla of evidence that states. So they don't, but that's the thing about Scientology. Scientology, they don't, don't, it's not in writing. Right. Yeah. And then you become, I forget what it's called, but it's pretty much an, you're excommunicated. You cannot have any contact with any of your family that's still Mm -hmm. in Scientology. Mm -hmm. So these two women did this knowing that they would not be able to see their family for the rest of their lives. Ever again. Yep. What's the word? I can't remember the word for it. I know, me too. It's not excommunicated. It's disenchant. It's something. uh, But pretty much you're cut off. Yeah. So. And then Leah Remini um, did a tweet, which we'll find, and we'll, I'll, I'll post it on our page. But there was so much cover-up by the Scientology law team. Mm-hmm. And I'm using finger quotes, the yeah. law team. And to keep him out of jail and to keep these women, like, they harassed them. They, mm-hmm. it, it, it was horrible. And she even, Leah Remini even said, I can't 
I can't even imagine how much courage it took for them to read these statements in court knowing that they will never see their families again. Yeah. It's just heartbreaking. I mean, seriously, that institution needs to be disintegrated. It needs to be... It's I, terrible. I, I just... I don't understand how people don't under don't see that it's just mm -hmm. a cult. Yeah. I I well, I actually know a Scientologist and his wife, and I have to say, I mean, I haven't seen them in several years and I'm not in the musician circle that I used to see them in, but I have to say they were the nicest people and Scientology never came up once. That's I great. only knew they were Scientologists because our mutual friend told me. And I was like what? Like, they don't, they're not like other religions in that they're, where it even comes up in conversation. No, it just and I had, doesn't an come employee, up in conversation. I had an employee once, and I feel like maybe it's because they think that they're going to have to get into a conversation about it. Yeah, and they're not allowed to talk about what it actually is. Right. I know? had an employee once who was, and she was just a doll, and I remember, I don't know how it came up, but something came up, and She's like, well, you know, I'm a Scientologist, right? And, oh, I do know how it came up. Um, this was when I was managing a very large, big box bookstore. Mm -hmm. And uh, they would, Scientology would pay to have Dianetics and all the L. Ron mm. Hubbard books put on the end caps, which is like the, the big display things mm -hmm. in the store. And I was like, I can't, I can't stand this, that I have to put this up here. And she's like, well, you know, I'm, a, I'm like, I had no idea. And then I was fascinated. I kept mm -hmm. asking her any all the questions. Did but, she tell you stuff? Uh, as much as she could. Okay. But not a lot. Her mother was in Sea Org. So she oh. hadn't seen her mother in like 10 years. Wow. Her mother was like in Sea Org and like, I want to say Dubai or Abu Dhabi yeah, or something. Take them away. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. But here's another thing. And so this thing. I do know. Mm -hmm. Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis both wrote letters of character for Danny Masterson to give mm. to the judge because his family asked them to. So this is what I said to put the pin in before. Mm. So they went on Instagram, I think yesterday or the day before, to apologize for that, saying, we believe victims. We were just writing about the person we knew then. Mm -hmm. We're not writing about, you know, uh, uh, damage control. Right. But then the victim that I was talking about, damn it, I should have written down her name because her name is out there. She replied, you both forget that I was with Danny during the first five years of that 70s show. Mila, I know what went on. You were a child. Ashton, I know what happened in Toronto. Ashton, I was there when I was on speakerphone when you called Danny in whatever year, 2000, I think it was 2001, 2002. I know everything. And Mila, you should get into therapy as soon as possible. Wow. You were saying before we went to tape that she was, what, 14 when she started working Mila, on that show? Mila was 14. She lied about her age because it was supposed to be 18 mm. to be on that show. But by the time they found out her real age, mm -hmm. she was already on it and they loved her. But, uh, yeah, so Ashton Kutcher was 19. And they're married now. And I believe they're in mm. love. And I, you know, I, uh, whatever. I... Yeah. I'm just saying that's what happened. Mm -hmm. And I have to say this too. Uh, I brought this up before we went to tape too. 
you when you have somebody in your life that you love your good friend like i was saying to kels before we went on here that i was like i can't imagine anybody i know doing anything that reprehensible i can't even put my mind around right. it so i have no doubt that there are people who are like because there's people on twitter going gosh oh, could you be part of it you knew him for just because you know somebody or people trying to Does put it? the harvey weinstein thing on oprah because there's pictures her, of her and with her him. her face going, oh, meet my friend. Yeah. That is so ridiculous. It's like he knew everybody who was famous. You can't get, like, it's stop blaming people who were in. There are people whose parents or father was a freaking cannibalistic serial killer and they didn't know They had it. no idea. You they know? had bodies under their floorboard yeah. of their childhood home it's and like can we stop it. blaming the friends and the families can Absolutely. we just Absolutely. this criminal danny masterson is a criminal he's a rapist it has been proven in court he's going to go to jail for the rest of his life his career is Hallelujah. long over and that's all we need to, that's all the only proof we have is that he did it yep leave his friends alone you know agreed I mean, Agreed. come on. What do you all think about it? Mm. I'm just so tired of people jumping on the throw the baby out with the bathwater bandwagon. You know, so knock it off. So speaking of another no good Nick, mm-hmm. uh, and this one, not quite as much as Jimmy Fallon. This upsets me because as a sports fan, mm-hmm. we needed him in the postseason. Mm. But Julio Urias, uh, Dodger pitcher, was arrested the second time for domestic violence. The first time he got off in two, 2019 by, um, and it was Mike Fuhrer who tried the case or whatever, and he got off in 2019 by committing to a 52-week domestic violence program. He was suspended by the major uh, MLB for 20 games, and he had to sign an affidavit that he would not commit domestic violence again. Okay, so cut to September 3rd. Mm-hmm. He was at a soccer match, and a witness called the police because he threw his wife, allegedly, we don't know, a woman, but we believe it's his wife, Daisy, up against a fence and, and hit her head. Oh. Her and head this, hit the fence, you mean, in the, in the course of the No, shoving. he hit her head. He when, hit her head. When she's... Oh. He, he was released on $50,000 bail, which seems very low to me for a baseball player. And he's now on, and I'm using my finger quotes, administrative leave from the MLB while they do, while they investigate. Okay, as a Dodger fan and really want us to go to the postseason, mm-hmm. I'm sorry that Julio Urias is not gonna be on our team because he's a valued pitcher. But fuck him. He should be banned from baseball for life. Yep. And I guess his whoever the woman is recanted both times. Mm-hmm. We don't know if it's the same woman. I have a feeling it is. I have a feeling it's still his wife. I don't care if we never win another game. And that's a lot coming from me. <laughs> it is. Y'all don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. It has to stop with sports figures thinking that they can take it out on their wives if they've had a bad day. Mm-hmm. Or they didn't play good, so I guess I better beat up my wife. And the God. whole thing with the we are we are gladiators. 
we are tough men. Mm -hmm. We are, you know, we're killers. Mm -hmm. It doesn't stop when they get off the field. Yeah. And coaches have to know that. This is why I love Ted Lasso. <laughs> because exactly. he's like, this is about making these guys the best men they can be, and then they'll play well. You're it's so like, right. Because, yeah. I mean, and baseball is the tip of the ice. I mean, that's like, you mm -hmm. you hear about it, but not as much as football. Mm -hmm. Football, come on. Hockey. No, I mean like about domestic violence. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I'm talking about, I mean. No, I'm looking at the, the, the rage on the pitch or the field or the right, ice, ice going home. I'm talking like, about um, charges of domestic violence. Football, right. mm -hmm. number one. Yeah. How many? Or they've mm -hmm. shot somebody and they get off and they're and playing they the next season. Play. Or you can breed dogs to fight and you have to go to jail for that, but then you get to play football again, Michael Vick. And you Vick. get to have dogs again. And you get to have, it's like, it's insane what these men are allowed to get away with. It's got to stop. It's got to stop. I mean, my friend Pat, God bless you, Pat. I know you don't listen to this, which you should, but <laughs> huge Steelers fan, Ben Roethlisberger. He played for, what, 10 seasons after raping a woman in a bathroom? Jesus. I mean, and how many players have shot somebody accidentally in a club? How do you shoot someone accidentally in a club? Yeah. With, I, I know I'm getting upset, and Mark, our intern, is going to say I'm screaming into my microphone, <laughs> but I'm getting really... Yeah. This or whole... even the, the, the stories about Kobe when he was younger in his early career, but, you know, that there's allegations against him. Well, and... I... I'm torn. I'm there's torn a, with the Kobe thing. Yeah, there's a lot of problematic details. And I don't want to speak that. badly of the mm -hmm. dead. I'm torn about that, and I'm also torn with the Mike Tyson thing. Hmm. His which oh with his, his wife? he had a rape conviction. No, he had a, a sexual assault conviction. Oh okay. And he he served the time. I don't know how it was hmm. that long, but. Yeah. Here's the thing, and I know this is going to upset a lot of people. Are we running really long? No, Darcy we keeps can... looking at her phone. Well, no, we have we have one more person to talk about. <laughs> okay, and we and get fast. to them, but that's okay. Okay, but I, I really have to say this. I know this will probably upset people, and I know I've said this on the show before, but I believe victims. Mm -hmm. I have been a victim myself. Mm -hmm. I believe people when they say they have been sexually assaulted. Mm -hmm. But women, men, all of us, I'm not non-binary. You have to take some responsibility when you're going up to somebody's room at three o'clock in the morning to have a nightcap, or you're going to. I mean, no means no. I get that, but just be aware of what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, you gotta. The, unfortunately, that's the world we live in. You know, there was this. I'm in this group on Facebook called Ladies of Los Angeles, and. I'm probably going to get out of it because it's just a bunch of chicks griping about their boyfriends and being too stupid to understand what a red flag is. But that aside, one girl... Oh, I want to get uh, in it. <laughs> Send me an invite. It's kind of making me angry. But uh, one person said 
uh, now I lost my train of thought. About, you have to take some responsibility oh, for what you're putting yourself into. One woman into. posted these rules for going out with your girlfriends, and it's all, you always stick together. Somebody goes to the bathroom with you. You never leave alone. Nobody gets to go home with a guy by themselves. They all leave together. But basic rules that I have lived by my whole life. Right. And you there was this one girl in there going, this is ridiculous. It's not realistic. I go out with my friends all the time, and we watch out for each other, but we can also go home with a man, and it's great because we're free. And I was just like, you are a fucking moron. You are a moron. You are, we don't live, unfortunately, we don't live in a world where that's no. safe to do, sister. No, guess what? You get their number and you hook up with them the next night. That's the thing. It's like, if they like you enough, they'll be okay to call you the next day and take you on on a freaking date. Or And I'm you not have slut a, shaming. If you want to hook up all. with them, you, they, you get their number and the next day. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Or, uh, uh, and believe me, I had my time where I was a little wild and I took <laughs> chances that I for sure should not have, mm-hmm. especially when I was new to internet dating. Mm-hmm. And I did stuff that I probably should not have put myself in that mm-hmm. position. And it was bad. I mean, I sometimes it was things- bad. For, I had a little two, three year yeah. period where I would invite a guy to my house for drinks. And I was very naive about it. I was like, yeah, I'm inviting them for drinks. Yep. You know what I mean? And fortunately, I didn't have any real issues or right. anything. Or but I would I go out about with it. somebody and they're like, hey, do you want to come back to my house and like, watch mm. a movie? And I'm like, oh, okay, we're really watching a movie. No, we were not really going to watch a movie. <laughs> but um, I was younger and internet dating was pretty innocent then. But mm. again, I'm not saying I don't believe and I know... I believe victims and I know no means no mm-hmm. but folks don't put yourself in that position yeah you have to be careful you just have to be aware I mean, if you're walking down the street careful. and somebody attacks you yeah there's nothing you could do about it mm-hmm. but if you've had a few too many and they're like hey come up to my hotel room which I've done I'm mm-hmm. not saying I'm a saint at all, but I've learned, hopefully, let me tell you, let an old lady tell you, I've learned from my mistakes. <laughs> We're not blaming, there's no, the only there's blame no ever shaming, no blame. is based on the, the assaulter, but of course, if it's three in the morning and you're drunk and they ask you to come upstairs, you have to expect that they're going to want to get in your pants because they are. That's and if you don't understand that, that's a realistic, um, you know, that's a realistic, that's what they're inviting you upstairs for, yeah. not for more chat yeah. or not. And if you think you could outpower um, Mike Tyson, good luck. probably not. Good luck with that. Again, not shaming anybody. And I don't know, we're probably mm-hmm. going to get horrible mail for this. Probably. But- I'm but that's saying. okay. We'll talk about it. It's a conversation yeah, to be had. We'll talk you know, about it. it's Absolutely. fine. Okay. Right, have we hit all the horrible? No, people? we have one more guy. But I'm just going to be very brief with him because I just found this interesting. Tom Girardi, who used to be the super duper hot shotest lawyer of Los Angeles, he's the guy from Aaron Brockovich. Yep. He's the Aaron Brockovich attorney. So you know, he's he was this good hero guy for a while, but apparently he has swindled his clients out of their winnings of the cases that he's won. He's been disbarred for a while. And there's a, a family, the Agatone family of Rialto, who their son died because of poisoning cement, uh, cement, cement plants. Factories, there were yeah. cement factories. He ended up dying of cancer because of where they lived. They filed lawsuit with a class action. They won. They have to this day never received a penny. And so this family is turning around and 
have filed a lawsuit not against him, not against Tom Girardi, but against the California State Bar. Bar. Because this man had over 200 complaints against him by clients who have never been paid from their settlements, but he had so much clout as this big hot shot that the bar didn't do anything about it. Well, because they said that he would take them on trips and mm-hmm. wine and dine them and on his private plane. Mm-hmm. And and they would make problems disappear. Yep. And and so now, good good for this family. God bless you, oh, and the Agatone family. Oh, was on the Real oh, Housewives yes, of Beverly Hills. Erica with a K, Jane with a Y on the <laughs> Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Which and they're she, strange now. They're strange now. She released a couple singles and it's terrible. Like her quote oh hit song God, was expensive it's so expensive to be me like seriously girl oh just my shut God. up when i i, I don't her. watch any of those shows but i remember her and i remember her i think from she was on dancing with the stars i was just for a gonna say i remember dancing with the stars yeah oh my god that's her yeah i don't watch any of the real housewife shows but I don't um <laughs> but I remember her from Dancing with the Stars yeah, and being too. grossed out by her because Disgusting. why are I just people who flaunt their wealth really make me sick. I just can't stand well, it. Well, and that's what the couple said that they saw like their mm-hmm. mansions they lived in and yeah. everything. The settlement they got for this class action suit was $31 million. Where is that money? It didn't go to the families. No, it's 31 in, how many millions of dollars do you have to have? Um, boobs and it's in their yeah. house and it's in her And apparently on the Beverly Hills Housewives show, the girls on the show were asking her, "Did you know about this? Did you know about this?" And she's sitting there, you know, they're bullying her as they do because that's what the show's about, is bullying each other and she's crying and she goes, "The only buddy, the only person who knows the answer to that is him." So she probably knows even if she didn't no, she How was. Is all, she these was, girls are like. She benefited for the. She from benefited his, from his, his stealing his from his yeah. clients, and she may not have known that that's where the money was coming from, but she damn well knows now. You gotta know, you know? where. Yeah. So as soon yeah. as the gra- gravy train stopped, she left him. Yeah. Pretty much. So disgusting. So anyway, there's an ABC News, ABC News documentary about their story on Hulu. It's called The Housewife and the Hustler. If you're interested in watching that. So anyway. Okay. Boo, so Tom Girardi. I also want to say, not all men are garbage. Right. We are love many, many men. We're not on a we're bash just, fest here. We're just happen to be a bunch we're of crap. Just came up with the news out this a bunch of crap tastic men this week. Yeah. And yeah. Jimmy Buffett. So thank you all for listening. Stay yes. safe, stay sane, and healthy and hopeful. We love you. You've been listening to And Another Thing with Darcy and Kelly. If you enjoyed the show, please tell a friend or leave a review on the platform you're listening at. You can follow us online on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Another Thing TV. Thanks, Thanks for, for your support. support.